You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi there. Thank you for joining me today for episode number 147. I've got a little something different for you today. We're going to talk about spirituality, energy work, and things that go with that. This is not going to be a show about religion. I always steer clear of that, but I do recognize that spirituality is something that is foreign to some, and also some people don't believe in it, and that's okay. I totally understand if you just want to skip this episode. I won't be offended. I just think it's time I address it because it has meant a lot for me and my family as well as many other people that I know. Before we get to it, I do want to let you know that you only have until the end of this month, so the end of October, to take advantage of the special that's running on the Mindful Stepmom Meditation album. You've heard me talk about this album. It's already a great price at only $14.99, but if you want the additional $5 discount, you need to act now before you reach the end of the month. So if you go to blendedfamilypodcast.com slash album, you will be able to purchase this for only $9.99 through the remainder of the month. Once again, that is blendedfamilypodcast.com slash album, and the link will also be in the show notes for you. So take advantage of that. You've got, let's see, about a week left. Next, I mentioned last week that I'll be doing a show on interracial blended families, and I am asking for those of you who are presently in an interracial blended family to help me. I'd love your input, as this is something I do not personally have experience with. So if this is you, please email me. That email address is melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com, and just put interracial in the subject line so that I know what it's for. You don't have to add anything else. And I will then respond with a basic questionnaire for you to fill out. It won't be too much. And I really appreciate it. That way I can use that information for this future show that I'm working on for you. Okay, let's dive into the topic today. Spirituality is a broad topic and we're really only going to scratch the surface today, which is fine because This show isn't really focused on that type of thing. The reason I want to talk about it is because it means a lot to me personally, and I have used it not only to better myself, but also uh, for my kids. So please don't misunderstand me. In no way am I saying that organized religion is bad. Everyone believes in what they believe in, and that's okay. And you can still be a religious person, and you can be spiritual at the same time. Or you cannot be religious and just be spiritual. It's really up to you. Spirituality can mean different things to different people. And honestly, everyone you ask would probably have a completely different answer of what it means to them. To me, spirituality means believing in a power or source greater than me. It means that there's great meaning to my life and to everyone's life. And I'm on a quest to figure that out. It means that I am more than just my physical body. I am part of the divine. It means I have a purpose and a plan, and so does everyone else. It means that we're all connected. We're all from the same source. 
It means that I'm here to learn valuable lessons, finding love and happiness being the most important of them. Loving and caring for others and myself is something I must master. And that's just a little bit of what spirituality means to me. And like I said, everyone is going to have their own definition of that. And that's totally fine. The reason why I think it's important to teach our children is, well, the message is clear. We're here to learn and to do good by others, to love. And isn't that what we want our kids to know anyway? For me, I think it becomes much easier to parent when I can teach this to my kids. Instead of having them behave a certain way out of fear, I can explain to them the importance of behaving a certain way from a completely different angle. I can help them try to figure out not only what their gifts are, but why they were given those gifts. We look at what they might be trying to learn in this life and what the best way might be to find the hidden lessons and determine how to tackle them. Spirituality gives my children the understanding that we're not all out for ourselves, but we need to work together, even with those we don't know. And I teach them that their choices affect everyone else on a larger scale and that the choices they make should be chosen for the right reasons. It also helps give meaning to our lives. Have you ever had your children ask, what are we here for? What is the point of life? Maybe if your kids are young, they haven't, but when your kids start to get a little bit older and they get to middle school or you know teenage years, they really start to question certain things. It's a good time to approach the subject with them. And again, I'm not trying to persuade anyone to jump into spirituality. And I'm definitely not telling you to leave religion. Like I said, you could have both or you could avoid spirituality altogether. I'm just saying to keep an open mind and an open heart. If it's something you don't know much about, I would encourage you to do some research on the topic. And those that do know what I'm talking about probably already know the benefits of following a lifestyle that includes spirituality. And again, I'm just scratching the surface here. Now I wanna talk about energy and energy work now. We're all made up of energy and we're all working with energy at every moment, even if we don't know it. Those of us who might be moving at a higher vibration are usually more in touch, not only with their own spirituality, but also our own energy as well as the energy of others. And people who are less in touch with the side of themselves are usually at a much more dense, lower vibration. Moods also affect vibrations. Happy people have higher vibrations, while unhappy people will have lower vibrations. And I can go down a rabbit hole here, so I need to be careful. So I'm gonna move on from that. The reason I'm talking about energy though is because it is real and it is felt. Some people can absolutely feel others' energy and some can't. And then there are mostly people who feel it, but they really don't know it. They don't really know what they're feeling. And this simply means that other people can affect your mood by just being near you. Haven't you ever walked into a room and instantly felt tension? That's where that expression comes from. You could cut the tension with a knife. Or how many times have you walked past someone and felt sadness, but you didn't know why? Or have you ever noticed that you were in a good mood, but suddenly you felt angry, but for no reason? And it can go the other way too. You might be in a down mood at work, but instantly feel cheered when your full of life coworker walks into the room smiling from ear to ear. 
This is all energy. And what many of us don't realize is that it's very easily manipulated. Now let's apply that to your blended family. Maybe you have that one kid who is always miserable. You all might be in a great mood, but as soon as that child walks in the door, you instantly tense up or feel negative emotions. Or how about when you just know something is wrong with your child or spouse before they even say a word? See, families are the most susceptible to energy transfers from other family members. A family member's emotions will affect us much more than a stranger. That is because we're all more tied spiritually to the people we're closest with. If you're listening and thinking, I have no idea what Melissa is talking about. I've never felt anything about energy ever. That's okay. Well, first of all, you may have no interest in this and that's fine too, but if you do, Don't be discouraged that you don't feel yet. This is a practice that we're all capable of learning. It's just about opening up your mind and working with it. I'm 40 and I've been on a spiritual quest since I was a kid, but only recently am I really getting better at working with my energy. But here's the cool part. I'm able to work with my kids on this and that's something that I didn't have as a child. I had to figure out a lot of my own whereas my children will be introduced to it at a younger age. And every child is different, and so they may or may not be interested in learning, which is fine too. Along with all this, I want to talk about empaths and highly sensitive kids. I think I've touched on this before in some previous shows, but I really didn't dive in. I have four kids, two who show no signs of being tapped into their energy yet, but two who are. Of course, the two who are are the oldest, and I think that says a lot. And I should say that I never pushed anything on my kids whatsoever. I practice my own spirituality, and if they have questions, I'll answer, but I never push them in any direction at all. I'll talk about my daughter first, who is a strong empath, which I'm pretty sure I've mentioned before in the show. What's funny is that I never knew this about her until recently, And had I known it would have saved a lot of heartache, I would have understood more clearly why she had the behavioral issues that she had. I would have understood why certain situations were so difficult for her. For those who don't know, being an empath means that you're affected by other people's energies and you have an innate ability to intuitively feel and perceive others. Your life is unconsciously influenced by others' desires, wishes, thoughts, and moods. Now, I completely understand why she was a moody kid, right? She was picking up on my anxieties, my emotions, whatever I felt, she felt. But she didn't know why, and neither did I. I only recently discovered this about her when I discovered that I'm an empath as well, although not on the level that she is. Now, there are times where if someone in the house has a headache, she might get a headache too. If someone's in a bad mood, she will instantly be in a bad mood herself. And this is why she's had a hard time in public school. This is why she suffers from lots of unexplained medical issues, aches and pains, shortness of breath, things like that. Now, I'm telling you all this because maybe you have a child who's an empath. It would benefit you to know this information so that you can help them like I'm trying to help my daughter right now. She has a lot of work to do still on herself, but... Now at least she's able to understand where some of this is coming from. So let me just give you some signs that you or your child might be an empath. 
Public places are overwhelming to them. People just come up to them and talk about their problems. They have unexplained illnesses or aches and pains. They have unpredictable mood swings. They might have a hard time watching violence or sad things on TV. They take on others' emotions as their own. They usually know when someone is lying or being dishonest. They might develop ailments similar to those around them. They're often very compassionate towards others who hurt. They can feel tired a lot. They sometimes suffer from addictions, which is just to dull the feelings that they're feeling so strongly. They like to be alone often. They usually love animals. They're good listeners. They are quite sensitive and they are intuitive. Those are just some of the signs of being an empath. Now, if any of this sounds like someone you know, you might wanna do further research. It really helps the entire family when you can identify that one of you is empathic. It helps you all to understand that person so much better. You'll understand why they do what they do, why they feel the way they feel. And once the empath knows this about themselves, they can learn how to manage it so that it stops ruining their life. And I should also mention that exercise is one of the best things an empath can do to help them release some of those unwanted energies. Let's move on to the highly sensitive, which is a bit different. Most empaths are also highly sensitive, but highly sensitive people are not always empaths. There are a lot of similarities between both, but they're different. And this is my son, by the way. We just recently figured this out about him. We never knew why he was so sensitive to sounds or why he likes to be alone in his room so much. My son knows if someone is in a bad mood before he even walks into the house. I'm serious, you can't even hide it from him. You can try to put on a smile, but he'll just look at you and he'll say, what's wrong, I can tell you're upset. But knowing all this about him helps us to understand him. And now that he knows this about himself, he's able to work with it better too. So let me give you some character traits here so that you can notice the differences and the similarities and you can identify if someone in your household is a highly sensitive person. Okay, they startle easily. They don't like loud noises. They are often very introverted. They get overwhelmed in social situations. They can get overwhelmed in crowds. They might pick up on things that others miss. They can feel the energy of a room right away. They have a hard time adjusting to things, especially to new things. They're very sensitive to blood sugar levels, so their mood shifts really quickly when they're hungry. They require a lot of sleep. They get nervous over things that other people don't. They seek meaning in things. They might cry often. They're easily overwhelmed. They love the arts or music. They are deep thinkers. They're detail-oriented. They have big reactions to things. And once again, if you feel that this sounds like someone you know, do some research on it. There's a lot to read on the internet about both empaths and highly sensitive people, much more than I'm able to get into here. And even if none of this resonates with you, you can still practice working with your energy. Here's a really simple thing that you can do that will prove to you that energy affects everyone in your home. You actually don't have to do anything, just observe. 
See, most of the time, we aren't really noticing or observing what's going on around us because we're so busy or we're so in our head. So the next time you notice that you and your partner are in a great, peaceful mood, spend some time with the kids, not necessarily doing anything in particular, just your regular cooking, homework, or sitting down to watch a movie. Tell yourselves that no matter what, you'll remain peaceful, happy, and smiling. And you'll most likely notice that the kids will follow suit. They will feel the calmness coming from you, and most likely they'll remain calm as well. Next time, notice when the opposite is true. Maybe you're having a bad day and you're completely stressed out. Maybe you and your partner are arguing. Now notice the kids. They're most likely a bit edgier, moody, definitely not calm. In my home, the kids' moods often correlate with ours. So we try to be really careful, especially when we walk in the door. Um, If we're stressed out, we try to leave that behind and quickly shift our energy so that the kids don't pick up on it. And the same thing can be practiced with your reactions. If you have a child who comes to you with a question or maybe they want something, if you instantly get heated and give them an angry or impatient response, you'll notice that their energy changes. It might be subtle, like their body language changes, or they might even fire back and get mouthy with you. Whereas if you answer calmly, they won't get as riled up. You might also notice it with your kids when they interact with one another. Watch and observe how one's mood might affect the other. You'll find that once you become really aware of how this all works, you'll begin to notice it more and more. And once that happens, you'll then be able to work with it in a different way. You can learn to shift the energies in your own home. You can learn how to protect yourself from absorbing the energies around you. And this also can come in handy when you're dealing with an ex or your partner's ex or other people who might be difficult in your life. And the last thing I want to talk to you about today is raising your vibration. Once again, a higher vibration enables you to connect with your higher self. When your vibration is higher, you'll feel happier, more connected to yourself and others. You'll have a more positive outlook, which will bring more positive into your life. That comes with the whole law of attraction, which is not something I'm going to go into today. But at any rate, it's important that you carry a high vibration as often as you can, and you won't always be able to. When things are great in your life, it'll be high, but when you're down, it's low. That's when we feel depressed. That's when we don't get along with others, and we don't see meaning in anything. So I'd like to end today with giving you some tools to help raise that up when it's low. You know I'm going to tell you to meditate. Uh, I've been talking about that a lot lately. That's a great one. It's funny because my son has recently taken a meditation practice, and he's very serious about it. He does it every day, and he tells us, I'm going to go meditate now. And he comes out of the room smiling and tells me all about the experience that he had. And, I mean, he's really tapped in, and he just did that by practicing it every day. Um, And I'm trying to do that too. Um, And again, pick up that mindful meditation CD because those are guided meditations, which are great for those of you who are beginners. What else you can do? Focus on positives instead of negatives. Even speaking negative words will instantly bring your vibration down. Do something to make you happy. That usually works. And fake it till you make it, meaning smile even if it's not real. Pretend you're happy even if you don't feel it. You can actually trick your body into it. 
Get out into nature. That's a great way to bring up your vibration. Exercise, laugh, dance. There are so many ways to get into joy. The difficult part about it is that when we're down, we don't always want to feel better. I mean, we say we want to, but sometimes we just want to be in that miserable space. See, because happiness is a choice that we have to make. And to bring this right back around to spirituality, we learn that being happy is a gift that we give to ourselves. We learn that we are responsible for our own happiness instead of blaming everyone else for our unhappiness. We learn that what we give comes back to us, and so it's best to live in the world treating others as we wish to be treated. And we learn that we can create the life we want. Not that any of this is easy, but it's there for us. We have the tools at our fingertips. We just don't use them. There's so much more that I could say about spirituality, energy, and lots of other things that go along with that topic. But like I said, this is the Blended Family Podcast and hardly the place for that type of discussion. I kind of just wanted to give you some basics and show you what's worked for me and my family. And I especially wanted to talk to you about the empathic and highly sensitive traits because I feel that could help you enormously if it describes someone in your home. If any of this resonated with you and you wanna know more or you want to discuss it further, let me know. It is one of my favorite topics to talk about but I need to limit it here for the podcast. But if you wanna message me about it, I would love to hear from you. And I'd love some feedback too. If you loved this topic or even if you hated it, let me know. I'd also love to know if you think that you have a highly sensitive child or an empathic child. You can write to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Don't forget that time is running out to get your mindful stepmom meditation album for only $9.99 by visiting blendedfamilypodcast.com slash album. Thank you so much for listening and I truly appreciate every single one of you. Have a great week. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.